Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Little Bit Yanurma of the Wings Podcast. So we have a lot to catch up on. A ton. Quite a bit. A little bit. So, first off, I want to count the blessings. Count all of them. So, I have many blessings to count. And I'm going to go ahead and highlight those blessings. First off... I really appreciate the fact that my results came back from my mammogram. My mammogram. Mammogram. And my results came back stable normal. Stable normal. So the cool thing was I got the results back right away. I didn't have to wait for a letter coming into the mail or anything. I just could get it that day and then... So, I went to my favorite place in the world, my favorite imaging place, and they've been very consistent with their practice and how they treat me. So, every time I go in there, I feel absolutely safe, I feel 100% at ease, and I just feel like they're so organized and so on top of things, and the very minute that I check in, everybody knows everybody and I know them and they know me on a first name basis. So it's kind of like saying hi and, you know, I'm like, hey, and then fill in my, fill out my paperwork and I check in, fill it all out. And then a couple minutes later, hi, you're nervous, come on back. And that's when I go to the area where I go to the locker area And then from that point, I see the imaging technician because I'm in that gown, that gown that they provide. And then I go do my mammogram. So I can tell you this, they do four poses, four four major poses. By poses, I mean uh, standing a certain way, touching and hugging the machine a certain way, because essentially what they're doing is they're taking images of your breast assist, left and right, up and down. And each time that they do, in fact, compress your titty, um, they're doing it in such a way because they want to be able to look at everything. And so on the left side of my breast, I was diagnosed with pseudoangiomitis stromal hyperplasia, which is PASH. And so with PASH, we monitor it. So I'm super grateful and happy that my condition is stable. And what's really cool is right afterwards, after they did my imaging, because again, they do four sometimes five depending on if you have to do a redo because you have to like breathe and then not breathe and then breathe and then not breathe so after doing all of that then they do the ultrasound and these times around I didn't have to do the biopsy because the doctor was able to see because they located the patch by placing a clip when they did my biopsy. In fact, the doctor that performed my biopsy, she retired, so they have a new doctor on on deck um, that's part of the new staff. So he was the one that, you know, determined everything and is able to kind of see like how it's 
going and so everything's stable with that and I was kind of like bummed because I didn't get a chance to say bye to the doctor when you know I found out I didn't know she retired until that appointment and I was just like okay well you know I still love the staff I still love this imaging place and after the ultrasound that completes everything and then they again they gave my results right away so that gave me peace of mind because then I didn't have to wait like a couple weeks and it was like see you you know see you same time next year you know so it's like an annual thing because it's like once a year so they monitor it closely and then they actively look at everything and monitor it once a year and I just do my self checks every other day so that went great I was really happy and so you know happy that know Lanson Mini took me and they always go with me to every appointment in fact this is like my umpteenth appointment that I've gone to in this year so that was a celebration in itself and I'm also celebrating the fact that the fact that I have a lot of new beautiful things flowing and going I had a great photography session today that went amazing with v.valencia v.visuals Um, there's two eyes in that with my photographer Brian and then also I had an amazing session with Rich the stylist and all the riches in my life are very much genuine and I feel like I can count on them and my heart feels rich and so I had a really great session with him and you know he definitely made my hair great and I look forward to seeing him again soon and we're gonna definitely navigate all the rest so I'm excited to do that with Rich Rich the stylist and um, I submitted this week for my next draft and I was really proud of myself um, that was awesome so that went great uh, for my writing sessions and then my deliverable that was really awesome and then other good things kept happening so i'm definitely highlighting all the good things absolutely uh but you know and other things were you know i was really proud of my husband because he did great on all of his exams and he's kicking butt in this field so i'm very proud of him and i stayed close in contact with all my friends and i'm glad everybody's doing well and safe and then Oh my gosh, I can't believe this, but my Seahawks were supposed to play on Sunday, and Lance and I, we were supposed to go to that game on Sunday, but last minute, they rescheduled it to Tuesday, and we were so excited to go on Sunday, but the fact that they rescheduled it for Tuesday, it's like last minute, you know, so nobody can really go to a game on a Tuesday. If it's a weekend, that's a different kind of, you know, deal, but when you're trying to go on a Tuesday you know it's not everybody can make it you know and that just totally sucked because we've been so excited we bought these tickets a long time ago well actually I bought them but I was gonna take him to go with me but I was really bummed because I wanted to see my Seahawks at the stadium you know and it just sucks and so I've been I listed it on Ticketmaster and then you know we'll see how that goes and I'm selling it for $300 or best offer. It's a division game. And the other scenario is if I don't sell them, I might just go by myself. 
I did try to ask people to go. I did. But, again, it's a Tuesday, so, you know, people had a range of reasons as to why they can't make it, and the majority of it was work reasons, which I can understand. But I did ask people, you know, if you want to go, let me know. Main thing is you got to be vaccinated to go, because that's what the requirement is upon check-in. But I was really bummed, you know, and then my other friend couldn't make it, and for their reasons and then my reason like I want to go still but I might just go by myself I mean I went to all the other games well I went yeah by myself anyway so we'll see how it goes I mean I can go by myself but I wanted to go with you know Lance or one of my friends and I don't know it just sucks that nobody can go but I'm gonna try to go no matter what I'm gonna try to go Alright, um, stay tuned for more Little Bit Yanerma of the Wings podcast. Yeah, go Hawks. That's right. Thanks for tuning in to Little Bit Yanerma podcast. So, I went to the game yesterday. It was really amazing. I'm glad I went. I went by myself. My husband couldn't go because my husband is in a medical dual program and he had exams yesterday. So I completely understand. He had both work and exams and I completely support and understand. And he was like, babe, you should just still go and enjoy. I tried to sell the tickets. I did. I made that effort. In fact, I listed it on Ticketmaster and I was like, if I don't get a bite by a certain time, then I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. I did ask my friends, and I put it out there, and a lot of my friends, they couldn't make it either, because who can make it to a game on a Tuesday, right? Like, nobody. So, um, I asked my closest friends that I feel safe with, and each one had a legitimate, understandable reason as to why, such as work, such as school, such as, you know, previous obligations, which I understand, because you know it is the holidays, but... I am absolutely down for my Seahawks, so I was like wanting to find someone who could enjoy and who absolutely loves football too. So I asked all my friends and they were like, you know, we would love to go or I'd love to go or man, I'd be so down. And then some of them really wanted to go, but they were out of town. So my different friends were like on the East Coast or they were in Reno or they were in Florida or they were in San Diego or Indiana or, you know, just all over the place so I asked my friends and a lot of them couldn't make because they had previous things so I went by myself no matter what I was like you know I'm used to going to the football games by myself because I went to the Super Bowl by myself in Glendale Arizona in 2015 and in 2014 I watched the Super Bowl I've talked about this where I watched the Super Bowl in a sports bar I was on the road doing my comedy gigs and I worked it out and I got the night off because I was like it's Super Bowl Sunday and you know they were like oh no worries we got you so I went to a game I went to watch it at the sports bar and it was a sea of blue and orange and I was the only Seahawk fan and it was a blowout game because we beat the Broncos the score was 48 to 8 and it was amazing yesterday I had so much fun and I'm gonna give a play-by-play. So, what I did was, I basically, 
I drove towards the stadium and it was my very first time going to the SoFi Stadium and I was excited to go like I felt like oh I'm not really sure if certain areas are sketched so I had I had this opportunity where I was like I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for parking I don't and I don't want to park in some Timbuktu like random spot BFE spot I was like no I'm gonna find a good spot so I was able to find a parking garage in advance and I booked that very spot for $25 25.75 was the total and it was awesome because it was within radius so I'm not having to let go a huge distance but rather nearby close by in proximity so the other option was to park at Century yeah, it's like on like over by the airport, but I, I I didn't think that would be good because I felt like if I did that, that'd be even further out, and I just had this feeling like if I was needing to take a lift, that that would be a further distance, and I'd have a harder time. But I found comfort in the fact that if I were to park nearby at the parking garage I just mentioned, that. I would be able to walk the distance, no no doubt, no problem. So I always followed what my voice inside me was saying and my internal voice within. So with that being said, what I did was I got to the parking garage and I found it, uh, you know, Alexa is always helpful as is Google Maps. So I was able to find out where exactly the parking garage was, parked my car, and my parking was like right near the staircase, so I remembered everything because I kind of paid attention since I wanted to be able to like get back safe and sound. So what I did was I get to the parking garage, right, and I'm like, all right, I got to get to the game, and there was a ton of traffic, and that's to be expected because LA traffic's always like that, and I was like, you know, I got to kind of feel it out, time it out, and I kind of made peace with the fact that if I was going to be late, it's, it is what it is, but I didn't want to show up late, but I was like, I don't want to be on any time except on time, but at the same time, I was pragmatic, because there were a lot of cars, there was a lot of traffic, a lot of people wanting to get to the game, and you know, the forum's right next to it, so it's like, you know, a lot going on, so I get to the parking garage, park my car, and I requested an, a lift, which came about and arrived within two minutes so that was dope I was like yes and after the lift arrived got in the car felt safe about it I had everything on me that kept me bundled up and warm because you know even though it's all sunny I just think to myself if I want to have to walk this I want to be bundled up I want to feel you know warm because I don't like feeling like cold and walking right so Lyft picks me up, nice person, and I got dropped off, and it was awesome because I got dropped off where it was exactly where I needed to be, and then I got into the stadium, and I definitely felt the vibe right away. Upon check-in, they check your vaccination card, making sure that you got fully vaccinated, so I, I definitely presented that, and then my ID and my ticket which I had two portable chargers with me that I kept with me because I wanted to make sure 
that if my phone needed more battery life, I could then extend it with my portable charger. So what I went ahead and did is I was able to then, you know, get to the area and then get to my seat. And there were a lot of people there, but at the same time, it was pretty, it was pretty good because everybody was distancing and, you know, I felt safe. I did. Because there's an area where if you need some, like, you, you know, some space and time, you can go to that area and there's nobody there. Because, honestly, I haven't really been a, a, around a whole lot of people as of late, especially this year and last year. So, for me, I kind of, like, have to get in the zone when I have to be around people again. So, there is a, there's a beautiful area. So, this area that I saw, it was so pretty because there was, like, a lake and there were trees of course and then there's like a funny area where (laughs) you take pictures but they put like rams gear on you while you take your pictures and i'm like wait a minute i didn't ask for that like no why so that was funny um and then i got me some chips that was dope and you know i didn't want to really eat there but i was like if i ever have you know a moment to myself i'll go ahead and get a snack but I went to my seat which was glorious because my seat was absolutely like smack in the middle. I had a great view of my Seahawks. I had a great view of all the football players just doing their thing and I just had so much fun and it was so hype. It was so dope and I loved all the songs that they played. They even played, like I said, my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song and California Love. That was awesome too. And then they played a lot of good songs and they kept saying, whose house is this? And I was like, the Seahawks. Whose house is this? Seahawks. (laughs) Even though you're supposed to say the Rams. So I thoroughly enjoyed each moment and my thought process was, you know, people are getting really drunk around halftime so I was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna leave by fourth quarter like sometime in fourth quarter because I remembered my husband and I went to a football game and we always leave like around fourth quarter because it's just not worth it having to face stampede of like you know a lot of people get rowdy after the game because everybody's so hyped you know and and people start tailgating everything so I just feel like I want to leave early so that way my, my mind and my thought process was if I leave like fourth quarter then I could be able to then get to my car safely where I'm not having to face all these people right so I definitely left fourth quarter and I could already feel like people were already drunk and rowdy so I wanted to avoid all the rowdy crowds and I just wanted to be safe back to my car to the parking garage I spoke of so I walked and it wasn't an easy walk first of all the stadium's huge it's like you know looks like a big spaceship just landed in the middle of LA and you know I wanted to feel safe in every way you know and um I had my wits about me and checked my bearings and I asked like you know which way to this way and then they would direct me and there was a point where when you don't know your like your actual reference point but you need to get to your location it kind of feels like you're going spirally so I was just like nah I don't want this so 
I went to an area where it was no longer lots, but rather a place where you can order an Uber or a Lyft. But the thing about it is everybody's trying to leave the stadium, so it's all congested, like nobody can get out. So what was interesting was my Uber, no, my Lyft, my Lyft. My Lyft kept saying that Jose is two minutes away, but it kept changing the time. So it was like, at 7.21, he was supposed to be there, and then it was two minutes away, and then it became 7.23, and then it was two minutes away, and then 7.25, two minutes away, 7.27, 20 minutes away, 7.29, two minutes away, 7.31, and then finally at 7.41, I was like, I don't think Jose's coming over here. And, you know, I was waiting at um, this one row of shops because... It was like around that time where I didn't want things to start closing up and being out on the street just walking and stuff. So I was like, and I'm like, I need to get back to Century. So I was like, I don't think Jose's going to comfort, you know, come pick me up. So I canceled my lift and I just went for it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk back. I am going to walk back. People are hyped and they're excited and happy. You know, they went to a football game and that's what's up for them. You know, like, and I I get it because, you know, you're having fun. But I just wanted to get back to my car because I'm by myself, you know. So I walked a total of four miles. And I didn't mind it at all because to me it was like my workout and stuff. But I just wanted to get back safely, you know. So I was avoiding all these, like, if there were, like, a group of people, I'd kind of walk away to kind of distance myself. And uh, there was a lake area, and I remember the lake area. And, you know, I would ask the people that were working there, like, is this the right direction? They'd be like, yeah, because it's kind of, like, confusing a lot because you go one way. And, and then my phone wasn't exactly helping, you know, because the reception was a little, eh. So finally when I get to my avenue that I need to be on I'm like yes but then the crowds got lesser because if you go further out there's lesser people so I made sure to kind of walk with people I didn't want to be by myself you know I mean I don't mind being by myself but as far as walking goes I just want to be around other people so I can like kind of you know just feel like and plus I'm I'm there's like cemeteries and stuff and I don't know I just wanted to feel safe in every way so um I was mindful about like keeping things at a distance but also within proximity you know so I get to my avenue and then I get to my parking garage and it was a hallelujah moment for me because I walk up the same stairs that I walked down from and I just felt so good like just to get back into my car take my mask off and I was bundled up and I was so bundled up to the extent where I was sweating because, you know, I walked four miles. And this is precisely what I had on. I had on a thermal sweater, my jersey, my Seahawks jersey. It's my new jersey, so it was, like, really just brand spanking new that I just, like, sported it. Specifically for that game, that division game, season tickets game. Because I got these tickets a long time ago. And... I had on a vest, like one of those puffy vests, North Face style, shout out. And then I had on like a, you know, my blue, my blue jacket that I got for Christmas from my husband's parents. And then I had on 
my earmuffs, my Minnie Mouse earmuffs, my cute earmuffs. And then I had on three masks because I love threes and, you know, I love my mask. So I just felt like my face was staying warm and I felt safe, like, with my face and, like, my face felt warm and safe and all, you know, cozied up, bundled up. I had my sunglasses on because I had two pairs of glasses. I had my colored glasses and I had my sunglasses, the ones that look like I'm skiing. And then, speaking of which, I had my beanie on, my little bit Seahawks beanie, had that on as well as my jeans on and I had two pairs of socks on and my rainbow rain boots I had that on too my cute rainbow rain boots and then I had on my gloves my CA gloves that I also got for Christmas and these are really awesome because they keep your hands nice and warm so I had that on because I didn't want my hands to be cold and on deck was my two portable chargers I spoke of earlier as well as my sanitizer on deck and I just was fully alert. So I got back to my car, definitely gassed up, and I definitely had an amazing, awesome night, awesome, awesome photos, and awesome, you know, moments in the game, and awesome footage. I definitely filmed it. Um, I definitely just had a blast, you know? I just felt like I was with my Hawks, and I was with my my Seahawks represent you know wings because we're Hawks and then Los Angeles to me is where I got my wings where I earned my wings you know I, I moved to LA in the year 2000 right after I graduated from Seattle University a couple months after my, my grandpa Tatai Anor passed away and I was able to really connect in every way you know because my nicknames of little bit and YDLA you know, Medina Salas, OG, I felt like it was all of me just connecting holistically and just one in sync with the universe and God and heavens. And I always kind of felt like every time I, I spoke of this earlier, but every time I roll Olympia or every time I watch a Seahawk game, I always feel close to my grandpa. And, you know, it's been like, you know, it's been a, over two decades that he passed away but it still connects me to that spiritual element spiritual feeling and I absolutely am a diehard fan win or lose so it doesn't matter to me I just love supporting I just love them I just want them to know that they got me as a you know as somebody because me I, I I just feel like I support through thick and thin I'm not one of those bandwagon people where it's just like Tom's a good I'm here for you I'm here all the way I'm definitely all in so I feel like with the Seahawks, like, that's me. That's my style. That's how I roll. And I'm an all-in person. I'm a divided all the way. So I just always feel like, you know, I support unconditionally, wholeheartedly, holistically. And I'm always there, present, not show up. And like I said, I went to the cheese stands alone. And I'm pretty much, that's been my norm anyway, to be out of the norm. A little bit out of the norm, but I always show up. No matter what, if there's a storm, if there's a rainbow, yes, you know, because that's how I like to flow. So it was really dope. And then on the way home, I sang a lot of fun songs. And I just enjoyed, no matter what. And I stayed safe, as always. And Minnie and my husband were happy for me that I went and experienced that. And I 
don't really stand alone. Like, for me, it's like the mini cheese stands alone. But then again, I felt like my grandpa was with me. So even though I had two tickets, I felt like his seat was right there with me. And what's so dope is that I, nobody sat next to me on either side. Like, I was smacked in, the, like, in this area. Because I was in a... My seats were amazing. But, like, nobody was next to me on the left side or the right side. It was just me. And then nobody in the front of me, really. I just felt like safe and good where I was you know and it felt like my tata was with me physically I was there but spiritually he was with me you know and I had the best time ever and no matter what it's like go hawks all day you know every day and I have a special treat for you so stay stay tuned for more little bit you know my other wings podcast be back in a second thank you Hey y'all, so I promised you guys a treat. I promised you guys a wonderful, awesome LTR recap. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Lance. Hello everybody. It's been a little bit of time, but that means just we have a lot more to go over. But I'll start with the beginning. So the last time I think I spoke to everybody, it was before the Seahawks Niners game. And unfortunately, my wife's team won. Yeah. How is that unfortunate? That's it's unfortunate for 49ers fans. But I've had time to get over it. Go and, um, you know, the game, it happened. We had every opportunity to win. I can make a lot of excuses, but I won't. It is what it is. Um, the Texans and the Seahawks played the following week. Texans obviously being one of the worst teams in the league. Seattle did exactly what it was supposed to, dominated on both ends of the ball, and won a pretty easy game, so, I mean, it was good to see Russell get back in form. I hate that he did it against us, but, you know, he kept it rolling. Um, the 49ers played the Bengals, and that was going to be, that was one of those games I was like, okay, this is going to be a tough one. Bengals are one of the better AFC teams, and, you know, Joe Burrow as a quarterback, he's, he may have been sacked more than any quarterback in his first three seasons or something like that, but the dude can ball, and um, that was a game I was worried about as a Niners fan. Luckily, we pulled it off. It took us overtime to do it, but we pulled it off. Um, a few dropped punts on their end actually set us up to score, and it was pretty sloppy on their part. I mean, dropping one punt is bad. Dropping two punts is terrible, and the 49ers recovered both of them. So, you know, those kind of errors, they're hard to overcome, especially early in a game. But, you know, that they were down, I think, 20-6, to and in the fourth quarter, we're able to tie the game. And, uh come back and you know take us to overtime luckily in overtime though our defense stayed strong Nick Bosa getting another sack sacked his old buddy Joe Burrow which stopped them from getting a touchdown they got a field goal and then Jimmy G drove us downfield for a touchdown score he played a he played a really good game and he got us to win the team got us to win George Kittle obviously is having you know these last couple of games he's just been He's looking like George Kittle of old. It's been really nice to see that. I mean, we've needed him to be more active. Shanahan needed to get him more involved as opposed to just using him as a blocker. Um, Debo Samuel was back for that game, which was amazing because, I mean, he's like best wide receiver slash running back. To have him back in the fold for the Bengals game was, you know, just what we needed. Our best running back is still out. He has been since before the Seattle game. And he wasn't with us this past week. And when we played the Falcons... But we did what we needed to, and we dominated the Falcons, and, you know, we just 
totally on both sides of the ball dominated. They got downfield on us, but we had three goal line stances on fourth downs, which is that's that's awesome as a defense. It's almost like our defense plays better in the red zone than they do getting downfield with other teams. It's funny. It's like you know Matt Ryan was able to work us all the way downfield, and then on that you know when they're at first and goal and third and goal can't convert, and then goes for it on fourth down, and they can't they can't convert. It was awesome. Totally awesome. George Kittle had another big game. Um, but Jeff Wilson, you know, he, he's looking like the Jeff Wilson of old after that knee injury. So even with Elijah Mitchell out, we know he's our best running back. But Jeff Wilson's always been one of those dark horse guys. So he's uh, he looked great the last game. Over 100 yards, touchdown. It was an overall just great performance. The Niners are totally in the fold of the playoff mix. We're the sixth seed right now. We stand at a eight and six for a record. I think two more wins and we guarantee a spot in the playoffs, which is just awesome. I'm excited. We play the Titans tomorrow night. It's a big game. It could be a tough game. You know, I mean, even if the Titans are missing a lot of their key players, we know Tannehill can ball. And uh, you know, the Niners need to they need to win this next game. They need to win at least two more games out of the next three. I mean, must win. But well, I still think we could sneak in if we only win the two. I mean, if we get two more wins, we're, we're guaranteed. So I'd like to win three, though. You know, I want to win three. If the Cardinals lose three, and I mean, there's a slim chance we could actually win the NFC West, which is crazy. Crazy, crazy. But yeah, it's, a, it's good to be a Niner fan right now. Postseason coming up. And hasn't been a postseason since the Super Bowl. So, but we got to stay in this. We got to stay playing hard. Um, Elijah Mitchell will probably still be out for the game, so our best running back <clears throat> will still be out. But Niners are finding ways to win, so I'm glad to see it. Uh, my wife's team, she played they played the Rams last night. I win. And she was there, obviously. Um, not the outcome she wanted, unfortunately, I, for her. I was there, and I had so much fun no matter what, because I was actually there to see them. Yeah, so she was there. She got to see the team. Um... I know Seahawks fans are making a lot of grumblings right now. Like, I'm not making any. She's not. I mean, she she like she just said she she was happy to be there. But uh, yeah, Seahawks are making a lot of noise about this, saying it was really bad officiating, and oh, we didn't have Tyler Lockett. We didn't have our best, one of our best defensive play. It's excuse. I'm sorry. It's excuses. That's that's how I sounded three weeks ago when we played Seattle. I'm like, hey, we didn't have Debo Samuel, our best wide receiver. We didn't have our best running back in that game. No matter what, you've got to be able to play and win. I could have easily said, too, like, oh, Jimmy G's pass on that third down, that should have been a pass interference call. The same thing that Seattle fans are, you know, fussing about right now on one of those plays. But ultimately, it's like your earlier mistakes bury you. You've got to be able to win no matter what. You know, in our game with Seattle, Jimmy G threw two picks that led to scores. I mean, the defense made some pretty bad penalties that gave Seattle life on drives they shouldn't. And last night was similar, you know, with Seattle. It was almost like, you know, Russell Wilson had a uh, had a wide open DK Metcalf, but he underthrew the ball. I mean, these are types of things that like, there's ways to win games, but you know, when you don't execute, you don't execute. So no excuses. The Rams, Rams won that game. Seattle's chances of going to the postseason now are uh, pretty much done, unfortunately, for Seattle fans. I mean, the best record you could end with at this point, even if you win your next three games, is what eight and eight and nine, I think. Or yeah, there's 17 games, so 
Yeah, either way, eight wins is the most you can get. If the Niners win two, you guys are out. And the fact that the Rams and Cardinals are already number one and two, other team, it's, it's basically over for Seattle's postseason. And it will be the first time that Seattle hasn't made the postseason since Russell Wilson's first season with the team, which speaks volumes. So we'll see how that pans out. I know in the offseason there's going to be a lot of talk and maybe Russell, you know, moves teams or no! Pete Carroll moves teams. I, if, Like I said before, though, if, if you're a franchise, you can get rid of Pete Carroll. I wouldn't be getting rid of Russ. I'd do whatever I could to keep him. Um, if you guys do let him go, it's a bad move. You'd be in this, you know, quarterback, like, purgatory for a minute. If you get rid of both of them, it's, it's almost a new rebuild, so... But that's all postseason stuff. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting time. It's a very interesting time. We've got the last three games of the season, and um, I'm just happy that my team's probably going to make the postseason, and I can't wait. I, I don't haven't like I said, I haven't seen it since the Super Bowl season, and I can't wait to go back. So, but we need to win, and we need to keep staying playing hard, and no time for letdown spots in any of these games. I want to win all three of them. I know we only need two, but I want to win all three. So, um, that being said. Yeah, Titans versus uh, 49ers is tomorrow night. On a Thursday. On a Thursday night. Thursday night football. And yeah, it's a short week, so we really got to be prepared for this one. You can't dwell on the win with the Falcons. You know, even though even though we won dominantly, it's nothing you can just, you know, go in with a big head with. You've got another game three days later. you got to go in there, like, ready to play. So it's exciting. Uh, I Yeah, I'm just excited. I really want to make this postseason, so... I'm going to go ahead and hand it back over to my wife, and it's always a pleasure talking with everybody, and we'll have some more analysis after our uh, game tomorrow, and then I'll break down Seattle's next game too. So um, thank you, everybody, again, and enjoy your day. Happy holidays. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lance. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yay! Merry Christmas! Christmas is the time of year where we spend spend time with family and spread Christmas cheer. Happy Holidays! Merry Christmas! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Little Bit Yenerma of the Wings Podcast. We want to send lots of love around the world. Want to send love to Olympia Culture? Be sure to go to olympiaculture.com. There you will find my little bit collection. Mabuhay, maraming salamat. Much love and God bless. We also want to give a shout out to Brian Valencia. You can find him at v.visuals, and that's with two eyes, v.viisuals.com. We want to give a shout out to Sabs Beauty. Savannah. We want to also give a shout out to Diana. Can't wait to see you. We also want to give a shout out to Rich the Stylist. Love, 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 Rich. To my hometown Seahawks. We want to give a shout out to Eric. As well as Tasha. Joe and the Uplighting Crew. We want to give a shout out to everybody. Have a wonderful, safe holiday season. Merry Christmas, much love, God bless, and Happy New Year. Woo! Stay tuned for more Little Bit Yenerva of the Wings Podcast. We'll have a brand new episode and a brand new season. Much love and God bless. See y'all soon. 
see you in the new year. Take care and God bless. Much love. You know my other wings podcast. A little bit. You know Sending pineapple vibes to the world. Staying strong in my core. Tough on the outside, sweet on the inside. Pineapple vibes, pineapple vibes. Sending pineapple vibes to my family. Mahokita. Love you, mom. Love you, dad. Love you, Ninang. Love you guys very much. Sending pineapple vibes to my husband's parents. Love you guys. Pineapple vibes. From my mouse family to the world, from Lance and I and Minnie, pineapple vibes to Hannah, pineapple vibes to Valencia, pineapple vibes to Savannah, Amanda, Amy, Jerry, Kurt, Eric, Tasha, Minnie. Minnie's like, what about me? Minnie! (laughs) Kenny, Patricia, Indy, Jane, Dennis, Dean, Cole, Lucy, Pineapple Vibes to all of my colleagues, pineapple vibes to the whole wide world much love god bless keeping the pineapples strong and sweet forevermore i'm very grateful for all of my experiences and i just feel like it's a gift to be able to share this love and it comes from my heart and all i want to do is be able to increase awareness and increase understanding and increase compassion and increase resources and increase dialogue so as always much love god bless stay sweet with pineapple vibes much love and god bless talk to y'all soon thanks for tuning in to the nerma of the wings podcast see you guys soon